And so today on Trinity Sunday, our, our sermon lesson is the first words of the Bible. It's the story of how God created us. And here at this church, we believe that this is true. That God made us in our world in six normal 24-hour days. Here's the story of God's creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and the gathered waters he called seas. God saw that it was good. And God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water and the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and over all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant in the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. And all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. There was evening and there was morning the sixth day. 
Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array. By the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is God's work. Friends of Jesus, a few years ago, some students in Scotland decided to play a prank at an art show. So they went to the supermarket and they bought a, a pineapple for a dollar and thirty cents. You can tell this was a couple of years ago. They bought a pineapple and they took it to the art show and they set it up on one of the display tables there at the art show. And they left. Four days later, these students came back to the art show and do you know what they found? That pineapple had been moved to a display in the center of the whole art show and it was enclosed in glass. And people were amazed. No one knew who had made it, right? The the artist had left. But whoever this unknown artist was, they had incredible talents. It's true, right? At the end of our service, we're going to sing the old song, How Great Thou Art. You know that one? It says, O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art. Even pineapples show how great our God is. But then we have to ask the question, why were they so surprised at the pineapple? Because this is how far away we human beings have fallen from God. Do you know how many words you have to get into the Bible before people today reject the message of the Bible? How many words do you think it takes from the Bible before people reject what it says? Let's test. Let's test it out. Okay? Some of you might might have caught on already. The first word of the Bible is in. We're good that far. Okay, the first three words are in the beginning. I think even there, people can handle that. In the beginning, God created. Stop right there, right? No way, that can't possibly be true. It only takes five words for people today to reject the message of the Bible. In the beginning, God created. That's ridiculous, right? You just go to any state park and read the signs. Just go to any public school. We moved on from that old-fashioned belief, right? God created. Come on, look at what we human beings are able to do. We can send a rocket to the moon. And next we're going to go to Mars. How great thou art. It really should be how great we are, right? How great we are. Then you look around at the world and you see violence and anger and pride and death. How great we are. Who are we kidding? Right? We need to spend more time looking at pineapples, looking at God's creation. So on Holy Trinity Sunday, that's what we're doing. Looking at God's creation because there's two little words that make all the difference in the world, and those are the two words, God created. 
So we go through the story. What did God create first? The very first thing God made was, you know, I always would have said light. Maybe that's what you had your own mind too. But that, that skips a step. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth in darkness. God somehow put together this formless earth. It was formless and empty, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the deep. The first thing God made was this formless earth. You know how critics jump into this story all the time. One of the things critics say is, how could God make the world so fast in just six days? You know what the answer is? Why did he take so long? Right? It's God. He could have made the world like this. And God is like a, a grandmother knitting a blanket for her beloved granddaughter. He takes his time. He goes slow with love and care. Finally, God spoke. He said, let there be light. That's where the light comes in. But, but just notice that God creates the light just by using his words. God's word is powerful. When God says something, things happen. But again, the critics will jump in and they'll say, how could there be light on the first day when God didn't make the sun until the fourth day? You ever thought about that? Where did that light come from? It came from God, right? God can do it. God saw that the light was good. He separated the light from the darkness. There was evening and there was morning the first day. What next? Then God said, let there be a vault or an expanse between the waters. And so God made this vault. He made this expanse and he separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And he called that vault sky. When you read the Bible, it's good to know that the Bible always describes the universe from our perspective here on earth. And so on the second day, God separated the, all these waters here on earth from what looks like the waters up in the sky. He made the, the nice blue sky. God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning. The second day. You're starting to sense a pattern. Evening and morning. The first day, evening and morning. The second, did you think it's important to God for us to know all, exactly how long this took? Right, he counts off the days. Then God really starts to set things in motion. On the third day, God says, let the waters be gathered into one place and let dry land appear. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? When God says it, well, just let some dry land appear. What would it take if the earth were covered with water for there to be dry land? It would take earthquakes. The whole earth being ripped apart, it would take mountains shooting up from beneath the, the waves of the sea. And God did all of that. And then he wasn't done. He said, let the land produce vegetation. Seed-bearing plants and trees that bear fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. Plants. Pineapples. Right there on day three. Did you hear the phrase, according to their kinds? Just remember that phrase. According to their kinds. The earth is filling up. And now if it would have been impressive to see the dry land shoot up from below the, the waters, I think day four would, would probably have been the most impressive day of all. Because on the fourth day, God said, let there be lights in that vault, the expanse of the sky, to separate light from darkness and to mark 
sacred times and days and years. And so God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. And he also made all the stars. And This is where science really proves the message of the Bible because science tells us how big the sun is. How big is it? It's huge. And science tells us how many stars there are. How many are there? A lot. And science explains how far away they are. How far away are the stars? Really far. We're really showing our scientific knowledge today, aren't we, right? The really big sun and lots of stars, and they're really far away. The more things we set up into space, it just shows how great our God is. He made all of that. And finally, the earth was ready. Do you see that God had this order? Makes this formless heavens and earth, and then light, and then sky, breathable air, and then dry land and plants and the sun, and now we're ready for something. What's the earth finally ready for? Creatures. And so on the fifth day, God says, let those waters teem with living creatures and let birds fly through the expanse of the sky. And so God made all the great creatures of the deep and every living and moving thing with which the water teems. And he made every winged bird according to their kinds. Do you remember I told you to remember a phrase? According to their kinds, God made all of the birds and all of the fish according to their kinds. And I, I wonder what it must have sounded like. Can you imagine that fifth day, all of a sudden, squawks and chirps and splashes. Day five, birds and fish. And what's left? Land animals. So finally on day six, God says, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds. Livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals according to their kinds. What was the phrase that you were going to remember? According to their kinds. Do you hear it repeated over and over and over again? In, in Genesis chapter 1, that one phrase, according to their kinds, is repeated 10 times. Why do you think God does that? It's because God knew the lie that evolution was going to spread through the world. The lie that all living things today came from one thing. And God says, no. No, I created every kind of plant. God created every kind of bird. God created every kind of living thing. All of them God made according to their kinds and it was good. Finally, God got to the best part. The highlight of God's creation. Do you know what it is? It's you. It's you. God slows down and he talks to himself. God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over all the earth. And so God made mankind in his image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. These are special words from God. You're, you're not an accident. You're not the descendant of a fish or even a monkey. You are the special creation of God. God created you, male or female. God created you exactly what he wants you to be. 
On Trinity Sunday, we can be a little more specific. Trinity Sunday, we're talking about God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Who is it who created us? If you think about the Apostles' Creed, you know that one. That's a short one, right? You should have that one memorized. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. We usually ascribe to God the Father the role of creating us. Just that if, if you were to look in our text for today, do you know, notice what it says in verse 2? Maybe you want to open up to that. So we've got this formless and empty earth. And who's there hovering over the waters? The Spirit of God. Right there in the second verse of the Bible. And now in the Gospel of John, we're told that Jesus is the Word of God through whom all things were created. Jesus is the Word. How far in, in, in the Bible, if you've got it open there, do you have to go before you hear God's Word start creating things? Which verse says, let there be light? Verse 3. So how far do you have to go in the Bible before we hear about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Three verses. By the end of the third verse of the Bible, we've already heard about God and His Spirit and His Word of God through whom everything was created. When you think about your creation, you can know that God created you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the whole Trinity work together to create you and me. And when we think about this, what do we have to say? Remember that old song? How great thou art. O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. From invisible air to faraway galaxies, from newborn babies to elephants. God, how great you are. So why are we human beings so quick to throw all that away? Do you realize that human history is the story of human beings rejecting God as our creator? There's a verse in the book of Romans where Paul says, talking about human beings in general, he says, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. Romans 1.25. Listen to that verse again. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. Isn't that the truth? All of human history is the story of human beings Choosing to worship created things rather than the Creator. From Adam and Eve deciding that that piece of fruit which God created was more special to them than God Himself. To all of the idols that humans of all time have made with our own hands and then worshiped instead of God. To something like Pride Month where human beings war against the way that God has set up the world. Human history is the story of human beings rejecting God as our creator. You know how much evolution has spread into every part of our society. Billions of years, not six days. Everything from one thing, not according to their kinds. People come from animals, not the special creation of God. Maybe the saddest part is the number of Christians today who are, are buying into it. 
There was a megachurch pastor just a couple weeks ago who preached that we Christians can get on board with this. We can combine the two together. It doesn't really matter, right? Does it? I want you to know that it matters. We teach ourselves that there is no God. And then we're surprised when our children grow up and don't believe in God. We teach people that we're animals. And then we're surprised when people act like animals. We teach people that without God there really is no purpose in our lives. And then we're surprised when so many people go through life without any hope. Without any purpose. All of human history is a story of us rejecting God as our creator. When you reject the foundations of God's creation, then all of, all of society begins to crumble down. It makes me think of a, a few years ago, I saw a picture on the news. It's not a happy picture, but I want you to try to picture it. In the picture, it's, it's nighttime, and it's in a big city, and there's a police car. And there's a man standing on top of the police car with a sledgehammer, smashing the windows of the police car. Can you picture this? As the man in the dark is smashing the windows of the police car, you can tell that he's yelling obscenities. And maybe the, the key part of the picture is, in the background, all of the buildings are on fire. Can you picture this? A man in a riot smashing the windows of a police car, yelling obscenities while all around everything burns. That man is me. You see, in my sinful nature, there is this part of me that wars against God. And maybe the word wars isn't strong enough that rages against God. There is this part of me that hates everything that God says. There is this part of me that refuses to accept the fact that God is my creator. And do you know why that is? It's because I want to be God, not him. And you're not any different. Our sinful nature's war against our creator and in society we just see what happens when a whole bunch of people do that all together. And it just crumbles down. And do you think God should call us to repentance? After all that God has done, what more could God do? Except he actually did more. God actually did more. Long ago, to his people who were rebelling against him in the book of Isaiah, God said this. He said, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have summoned you by name, you are mine. The God who created us and formed us, just like that grandmother lovingly knitting together a blanket for her granddaughter, the God who created us and formed us, he didn't stop there. He says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. And whenever you hear that word redeem, whom should you think of? Jesus. Jesus redeemed us, not with gold or silver. What did he use to buy us back from sin, death, and the devil? With his holy, precious blood, God didn't just create us, he redeemed us. When Jesus died on the cross for every one of our sins, he says, I have summoned you by name. And then we can't help but think about in baptism, how in baptism God makes us his own child, how in baptism the Holy Spirit lives in our hearts. God says, you are mine. You are loved. 
You are God's. He holds you in his arms. You, you see, you're not here by accident. You are not a mistake. You are the creation of God. Those first five words of the Bible make all the difference in the world. Whether you believe those first five words or not will alter your complete perspective on life. In the beginning, God created. And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Just think about this. Your creator is also your savior. The same hands of God that formed Jupiter were nailed to a cross for you and me. When you think about it, like the song says, you said, I, I scarce can take it in. This is why in life, we need more pineapples. God created. That makes all the difference in the world. God created you. God created me. It's a blessing to know that God created. Amen. Let's say a prayer. Dear Lord God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one of the ways that we human beings most deny you is by denying how you created us in our world. Dear Lord, there's so many false teachings floating around our world insisting that we human beings can do it without you, that this world came to be without you. Lord, it's, it's ridiculous. It's foolish to think about how foolish we human beings can be. Dear Lord God, we ask that you convince us through your word of the truth that you created us. That means that none of us is here by accident. That means that none of our lives is worthless. Instead, we are, we're worth the blood of Jesus who died on the cross for us. Dear Lord God, help us to continue to assert and confess that you created the world. And through that teaching, help us to find peace and joy in you, our Savior, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.